very favorite pieces of theology is, uh, especially in the Reformed camp, is is what's called Calvin's third use of the law, and and it is that the law, God's instruction on a flourishing life with Him, and what that looks like morally. The, 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 the three uses of the law, according to him, are um, a ceiling. They describe God's holiness. Uh, a floor. They describe our need. But then the third one is as a good guide to life. And we're doing a vision series at the church, and uh, it says Vision 2020, and it's crossed out because, yeah, I don't, that's not me. I don't do that kind of stuff. Um, but we do need a church vision, and it's not just because... If people are going to give money, they want to know what the what the vision is, and it's not just because we need to guide our teams and what they do. It's also supposed to be, and I think every church vision is supposed to do this, it's supposed to be a map for flourishing in the same way that when God offers his, not offers, when God gives his law, it is a guide to the flourishing with God life. And it only exists empowered by and in light of and following his promises. Similarly, visions for churches, missions and visions are not only a description of the organization and ideally how it functions and why it exists in the world, but they're also a picture of the flourishing with God life. Years ago, I heard uh, a Scotty Smith preacher in Nashville say, in reach, outreach, upreach. And a number of churches, including ours, have been helped by that. And I use a lot more words than that because um, I think it's helpful to talk about the importance of both worship as an activity we do as individuals, but also corporate worship, Sunday, together. Community, our one anothering. We need to learn one another's stories. We need to be able and willing to interact with them kindly, with the gospel as the backbone and prayer as the help. And we need to be faithfully present where we find ourselves, especially to the groups Jesus described in Matthew 25. So that's our vision. And I say it different every time, which probably drives our communications director nuts. But it's not just a vision for our church. It's not simply a vision that describes on a good day how we function as an organization, welcoming people into corporate worship where we're spoken to by God's word and strengthened by his sacrament and enlivened by our praise even as we wait for the kingdom to be fully realized on earth. Why do we want another? Why do we get involved in one another's stories and pray for one another and learn to be kind to one another and actually correct one another and, and encourage one another? It's not only because that's what churches do. It's not only because people are lonely. It's because that's a map to the fl- of the flourishing with God life available to us. Why do we serve the least of these and learn to be faithfully present to our neighbors. It's not only because that's what churches do. It's not only because that's what we long to see uh, in our community. It's because it's a map to the flourishing with God life available to followers of Christ. And so if you go to a different church, check out their vision statement. Maybe their pastor is better at it than me and says it more often and people remember it. Maybe they don't have a vision statement, or maybe it's, you know, buried on the website. Um, but there is one somewhere, and the intent is to guide us, not only to understand the organization, but more importantly, that we remember and remind ourselves of how we get to do life 
in light of the promises and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Vision statements are not the gospel. They're not good news. They can't save anyone. That's Jesus' job because he loves us so much that he lived the life we couldn't live and died for us. God loves us so much that he sent him for that. And we have the Holy Spirit even as we live in a world not yet made new. That's the good news. But in light of the good news, we follow these vision statements and, and thereby have more language to remind ourselves of the promises of God. That's it for five more minutes this week. Glad some of you listen and are encouraged.